0: Good evening everybody. This is episode nine Lee of season two of the Jet Blast podcast. We appreciate you guys listening to us last week you heard about turtles and bulls and this week you're going to hear some bull about some turtles. No, not really. So um, Lee and uh, uh, Andy and myself are joined by Julia. We'll let Lee introduce her in just a minute and we're going to talk about some fun things this week. Um, Appreciate you all checking in with us last week. In all seriousness, I hope you did go check out some of Joy's um, charitable things with Turtles Fly 2 and um, um, Operation um, Wings of Hope. So if you would go, if you didn't, I encourage you to go back and look in the show notes. There's a Wings of Hope link and Turtles Fly 2. So anyway, uh, how's things in Michigan, Andy?
1: Things are going great in Michigan. Thank you for asking. Yes, yes. (laughs) How's your,
0: how's, uh, your, uh, your, your puppy dogs? Uh, she's good.
1: Yeah. I have to go down and pick up the other one in Southern Indiana. Uh, May 1st.
0: Nice.
1: So yeah, we're rehoming her. And so she's going to be, uh, she's 130 pound female.
0: Hmm. Calculation. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I know. No kidding. They call her big booty, Judy. (laughs) (laughs) We apparently (laughs) we got to get her on weight watchers and get her exercising and stuff, but how old um, is she? Uh she is four.
2: She's four. That's well, she'll awesome. be getting some exercise with the puppy.
1: So will get a ton of exercise with the puppy for sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, all's that or good. Be
0: traumatized. I know.
1: <laughs> and want to go back home, probably. Yeah. I don't
2: know. No, puppies. Yeah. yeah. Nope.
1: Nope. All's but, good. What's going on with you, Lee?
2: Oh gosh, just been working. Lots of lots of craziness. Good stuff. I would you know, I will say this afternoon had a got to plan for maintenance conference stuff, looking at maintenance 2022, since 2020 and 2021 have been very interesting to say the least, but we are looking at 2022. And I'll I'll just make fun of Stuart real quick because he's not here. He was like, what do you mean planning for 2022? I was like, Stuart, I got questions, man. We got got stuff to do and he was just like oh goodness but um no um been good kids running track so i've been watching nice. watching zach running hurdles and then we went prom dress shopping and you know it's just it's just for zach I mean, yeah, yes he I looks really that. cute yeah it, it brings out the muscles <laughs> in his arms that's what he was looking for something that showed off the quads but um but uh <laughs>
0: that's in his legs quads but anyway whatever <laughs> Continue.
2: no but alex got herself a very pretty prom dress <laughs> and nice. i've been very blessed with a daughter who She's very particular, but not picky, if that makes sense. First store we went to, second dress she tried on, and we were done.
1: Nice.
2: Thank girl. goodness. So, mm-hmm. But anyway, but life's been busy. Work's been busy. Aviation seems to be moving in the right direction. Um, and like, okay, so, so today we are very, when we talk about aviation, one of my favorite people who I met right before the world closed last year, like literally met her at Women in Aviation in Orlando the week before the world closed um, and we were on a panel together and that is Miss Julia Harrington here. And Julia is a pilot, uh, part 91 pilot and um, flies a couple of, um... okay. I was about to say the wrong airplane again. Yeah. I was like, see, look, I should have written it down. Nope. But, 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 but <laughs> Hey, I could, you know what? I can cheat because I pulled up her LinkedIn profile to make sure I didn't get things wrong. So, oh, well. you know, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we've got Julia with us and very excited to have her on because there's, you know, there's certain people that you meet that just have like an energy about them, a passion about the industry and can talk about things. And she has a great presence. So at the end of, we'll, we'll get more into this in a little bit, but it, it's about the energy people bring to the room around them. And, mm. you know, even though Nathan Nathan um, humored me by letting a pilot come on the show, <laughs> you know, Whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. we let every
0: week yeah they, i'm always here
2: yeah but his his grandpa taught him how to fly i'm not really sure if that counts um mm-hmm. but uh but you know it's just really exciting to have julia on be talk about like and uh there's just so much so let me i need to shut up so um i need to shut up and let uh quit quit nodding nathan and um i'm
1: about to put the clean Ju- necks out again <laughs> <laughs> i, I do it, i love Andy. the people
2: and i miss them but julia thank you so much for being on the show and um Before I screw it up more, just a little bit about yourself, because really, I do love your story and how you become engaged in what we do.
3: Sure thing. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you guys today. Um, Yeah, so as Lee said, my name is Julia. I am from the Chicago area, and I currently am the lead captain for an operation of two citations owned by an individual, and we fly all over the place. And I'm currently in San Diego for recurrent training, um, so simulator training. Um, So that's what I do for my day job. And then for fun, I fly aerobatics. And as of Friday, so a few days ago, I closed on and picked up my first personal airplane. So I am now a decathlon owner. Yeah. So
0: nice.
3: Yeah. So I just bought a decathlon, and the plan is to start competing uh, at IAC Competition Aerobatics this summer. So oh, wow. that's what I do as a hobby. And then I'm also I'm on the NBAA um, Young Professionals Council and I do work with the advocacy group and um, it's a really, really fun. And it, it's, it's fun work because it feels like you're actually doing things and you know organizing events and uh, doing a lot of good stuff for business aviation. And then I'm also on the board of directors for the Chicago chapter of Women in Aviation International and formerly president of that chapter. So do a lot of, I got a, my hands in a lot of projects. And I recently just became a mentor with a uh, female aviators group. Um, yeah, so that's like a new mentor program that they are firing up. So yeah, I, uh, I'm not bored with yeah. much of anything. <laughs>
2: So, so so Julia, we, you're, you just got your decathlon, you're getting ready to compete. So a little bit about how that came into play, you know, when, when did your interest in that start and how did you get there?
3: Yeah. So my interest in aerobatics goes back all the way to my interest in aviation. My dad started taking me to air shows when I was about eight years old. Um, He took me to a few before that, but that's what eight years old is when he started taking me to Oshkosh, the big, Kahuna, you know? Um, and prior to that, he'd gone without me and I was begging him to take me just because he made it seem super cool. So it already had this like elusive, you know, like this is the coolest air show in the world. And I was like, well, I need to be there. And he was like, you can only come when you're old enough to walk around all day on your own because like, I'm not (laughs) carrying your butt uh, like up and down this like three mile long flight line, you know, he's like, you've got to be able to hang if you're going to come to Oscars. So when I was eight years old was my first Oscars and I remember Watching the air show and just thinking, like, oh, well, I need to do that. Like, that is just 100% the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I need to do that. And I started telling people that I was going to be an air show pilot. And people had some mixed reactions, as you can imagine, to an eight year old girl saying she was going to be an air show pilot. Um, but uh, over time, I, you know, I, my parents got me flying lessons for my 12th birthday. As my birthday gift. I got a headset and uh, some introductory flying lessons out of the local airport. Um, And I flew on and off through high school. You know, I was distracted by other things, uh, sports, you know, stuff that kids get distracted by from aviation. Um, And then in college, I came back around to it. So I went to the University of Illinois in Champaign, Illinois, and they used to have an aviation program. And so I studied, I actually went there for broadcast journalism, hilariously. And I was going to minor in aviation and just kind of get my pilot ratings on the side as a hobby because I did not want to be an airline pilot. And I was under the impression that the only thing that you could do with an aviation degree is be an airline pilot. And I thought that sounds really boring. I don't want to be (laughs) an airline pilot. And so my plan was to be a broadcast journalist and fly for fun. But about halfway into my first semester of college, I soloed and I was like, oh, well, my journalism classes." suck because (laughs) entry-level journalism classes are terrible (laughs) as you can imagine and so and I just in and I loved my aviation classes So I was like well Mm. I need to switch majors we'll figure we'll we'll figure everything else out later I need to switch majors and we'll figure it out I don't want to spend all this time and energy learning about anything else so yeah then I became an aviation major so I graduated with a bachelor of science in aviation human factors and got had all my pilot ratings through commercial multi-engine and flight instructor and yeah and so that was like kind of my journey to getting all of those and then I kind of bounced around I don't know how in-depth you want me to get but uh I was a flight instructor I worked for Cessna for a summer I was a demo pilot um, with their intern program and then I had I went back to flight instructing and then got my first professional flying job flying hawkers out of southern Wisconsin for a charter company And then about four years ago, I started at my current company. So it's been a fun journey so far, and I've really enjoyed it. And then in the last year is when I've really gotten into aerobatics. So I finally had the opportunity to be making enough money and have enough enough say in my schedule to be able to kind of work it in. And so I've done some training with Patty Wagstaff, and um, yeah, it's been a really amazing thing to like kind of fulfill these childhood dreams of pursuing aerobatics in addition that's to the day so job.
0: Cool. Very Man, cool. That's yeah. cool. You think so
1: she could scare about... your
2: grandpa, Andy? I'm just asking. <clears throat> I was just, you know,
1: we sold, uh, I sold my champ two years ago and my grandpa delivered it down to Missouri for me to the guy that bought it. And before he left, he went up and did a loop in it just to do it. It was 1947 yeah. and, uh, his headset cable unclipped his belt and the shoulder harnesses oh no <laughs> it <was holding> <laughs> so there's a story for you right there at aerobatics wow. unintentionally
2: <laughs> oh my gosh well I didn't, I didn't realize there was more of a story i was just i was trying to find somebody <laughs> who could scare your grandpa andy that was all i was Ooh, looking for we'll, we'll take, tell you grandpa stories later julia he's a his <laughs> grandpa's a, his grandpa is <laughs> a character, but that's, um, you know, I think the just the the I can't wait. I, I don't know if you're going to be doing this um, professionally. If you come down to the Texas area, you got to let me know so that way I can see you in a con- competition or something like that. I would love to Definitely. see love to yeah, see that'd be you fly.
1: Happy. That yeah. is very cool.
2: But yeah, uh, so cool. and you can follow Julia. So Julia, you have quite a bit of uh, social media presence as well, don't you?
3: I do. So the kind of genesis of all of that and sharing my adventures on social media is that, you know, when I was a kid, social media didn't exist. And so, you know, I wanted to do these things. I wanted to be a corporate pilot. I always knew I wanted to be a corporate pilot, but it seemed almost impossible. It like, it Mm. seems like there was no roadmap. There was no route. You just had to figure it out on your own. And so it seems like an almost impossible task. And same thing with the aerobatics. It's like, what how do people do this and how do they get into it and so I'm basically creating social media content for my younger self people who want to know how to do these things and like just sharing that and showing and also just anybody of any age who's just curious about what life is like for somebody pursuing these types of flying and so yeah I have a YouTube channel that I just started about six months ago, um, called Pilot Julia on YouTube. And uh, I also uh, do a lot on my Instagram. I kind of started TikTok. I don't know if you guys know much about, about TikTok. I feel way too old for TikTok.
1: Yeah, yeah have it's, to, it's, you do. But <laughs> well, we have to watch can yeah. do a lot of videos it's uh it's
3: yeah. it's a yeah. fun platform but it's really hard to navigate it yeah it's just, it's for the kids but there's some really fun cool stuff you can do on there too so yeah i'm uh, really enjoying kind of sharing my my journeys and yeah my next youtube video is all about buying my airplane and flying at home and all that oh so, that's awesome yeah, yeah it's fun
0: that is so cool that
1: is that very is so cool. cool so you keep it in the chicago area then
3: I do, yeah. My My new baby. She's based at Aurora Airport. Um, so yeah, oh, yeah, western suburbs of Chicago. Yeah, there's an aerobatic practice area not far from there, so it just makes the most sense. It's a little bit of a drive from my house, but um, you know, it's a great airport, and they have a nice aerobatic community there, and so to be around other pilots also pursuing the same goals is really nice, and they have some aerobatic instructors and stuff, too. So yeah, it's a good deal. Nice.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Thanks. Just
3: very,
2: I just think cool. about it, and all the it just sounds so much fun. I just want to ride. I, hey, I can't
1: you should fly. go ride with her. That would
0: be, I will. I, I would I'll go you, I'll buy the gas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll chip in. I'm in. I'll do it. On that.
3: I'll do it. I would love to. I would love to take you for a ride. You are Un- more than
0: welcome. I would love it? You yeah. get the video? It'll yeah. just
2: be a high-pitched squeal most of the time and then lots of laughing. I'll just say, I can yeah. tell you what it is right now. Just a high-pitched squeal and lots of laughing. I would love That's it.
3: the best. <laughs> That's the best.
0: So yep. Julia, I don't want to lose the lose side of this uh, social conversation, which it is an aviation podcast. And I do want to focus on that. But I think, you know, one of the things that we've all, you know, I, I hate new normal and phrases like that. I think that I'm over it, right? We all are. But yeah. I do think one of the things that folks have been um, more willing to accept, right, are some of these other platforms and other ways to engage. And, and I think, um, before we started the show today, you were telling a, a b- bit about LinkedIn, which, you know, we'll share your profile in the show notes, of course, and, um, and as well as these other links. But you said that uh, you had an interesting take on LinkedIn and kind of what it's meant to your career. So tell us a little bit about that.
3: Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, in business aviation, they say it's all about who you know. And yeah, for sure. And even beyond that, it's just about who you're one degree away from, really. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a mutual contact with someone, I think that goes a long way. Um, But yeah, I actually got my first professional flying job uh, from sending my resume to someone on LinkedIn. So I literally, yeah, it was funny. I was flight instructing and I become, I I loved teaching, but it got Mm -hmm. very intensely redundant. I had about nine flight students. They were almost all primary. And so I was teaching pretty much the exact same thing like eight hours a day of like, okay, yeah. this is how you land the plane. And
0: yeah. stereo instructions, right?
3: Totally. And so it just it got very um it, it wore on me a little bit. I didn't have this the passion for the for the process. I think I liked the upper level, the students where, you know, they were doing commercial or instrument. They already had like a base level of knowledge. Um but yeah teaching someone from zero to private is just kind of exhausting. And so yeah, over mm-hmm. over time I was I was a little little disenchanted with full-time flight instructing and i wanted that next step and so i i got home from Oshkosh that summer actually and i was like okay all of my friends and all these people are doing things that they love and are super passionate about and flight instructing is not really that for me anymore let's figure out what's next and i literally went on linkedin and applied to i like searched for um available jobs, job openings, companies and chief pilots of those companies, of uh, charter operators and things like that, all pretty much within like a hundred mile radius of Chicago. And the next Monday, I had a phone call for a phone interview with the charter company that I ultimately uh, started flying with, got my ATP with, my first type rating and my first experience flying professionally. So it went a long way, uh, just That's kind of reaching awesome. out into the social media ether.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I think you know a lot of times um, Lee and I talk about this often um, with the maintenance committee that we get to serve on is is you know so many people, um, especially of my generation, I'll just say it that way. They they just totally brush it off, right? And there's no value. I don't do that. You know, it doesn't matter. I've sat with um, um, brokers. Uh, you know, I, I've sat with. Um, all kinds of consultants, all kinds of people in our industry. And they're like, ah, I don't, that, that, that's meaningless. You can't, you know, you can't measure success. Well, w- what you can do is, you know, not try and certainly a way to fail, right? And, and I think that your story is a perfect example of just using the tools, right? I mean, it, yeah. you know, look, we don't all have to use the same type of headset to fly, right? We don't all have to use right. the same type of wrench to, to fix the airplane we don't all have to get our job the same way, right? So I I, I just, you know, I just think it's so cool that, that, um, you know, most times it gets dismissed and look, you were able to very quickly make something significant out of it.
2: Well, I mean, Julia's, Julia said about it earlier, you know, that's defining that path in business aviation for almost any of the careers in a business aviation, it hasn't really been defined. So what do you right. do? And, you know, with LinkedIn and some of these others, all of a sudden you have access to people that you've never had access to, that you, you may not have even known they existed. But, you know, with totally. a little little bit of research, a little bit of diligence and, you know, be polite, be nice. You know, you can go in and you can introduce yourself and, you know, make sure you have that presence. And, you know, there was Julia, first job that her first professional flying job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but now she's taking that same experience and with her mentorship and with her involvement, you were part of the leadership council, NBAA's um, leadership Conference last week,
3: yeah, that was I was, week. yeah, yeah. I moderated a session called "Leading Change Without the Title," uh, kind of directed towards young professionals mm. or people who were not that. in awesome. formal leadership positions, mm-hmm. and just kind of like giving tools of how do you stand out in your organization and how do you kind of prove that you're ready for a formal leadership position. Because I'm I'm the lead captain of our operation, and I'm the youngest one by quite a bit. And so, you know, how do you prove to your higher ups that you're ready for that responsibility and just, you know, Mm. there's so much you can do. And so, yeah, that's what that session was about. Um, but I love working with NBAA. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Cool.
2: And that's a great, and I mean, that's a great topic, but that's, it's about taking the initiative as an individual about, um, you know, taking, taking ownership of your career path as well. You know, I was talking to some people about that, you know, what, what your, your backup plan should be yourself. Cause, and you know, Nathan and I've talked about that quite a bit over the years is, you know, what is, what are you investing in yourself to make sure whether that's your presence? I mean, and, you know, Nathan was talking about people who didn't necessarily see the value of LinkedIn and some of the social media. Well, we've right. had our first yeah. big downturn in the aviation mm-hmm. since social media was implemented. And all of a sudden I saw these people trying to update their LinkedIn profiles and finding <laughs> oh, yeah, something that all you're like, whoa, where'd they come from? Oh, well, that's good to know. Oh, and, totally. you know. I just like, you know, it's, it should be, ju- it's just part of what you do.
0: That's and. Funny. I hadn't really thought about it that way Lee but you're right on I mean I that's that's so funny because uh, you know you probably you guys were probably like me because y'all have all been active right And mm-hmm. we've been connected for a long time but uh, you know I had all these people reaching out to me like hey how do you do that uh, you know that that LinkedIn thing I mean I don't yeah. know about getting, uh, you know it's kind of interesting I, I hadn't really thought about it but you're right. There are a sure. lot of people trying to catch up. That's, that's uh, and as much as I hate sure. the term sure.
2: millennial, the millennials are the millennial. I'm like, Ugh. but you know, they're uh, the millennials are coming. I'm like, no, the millennials are here. They're hiring you. You better be somewhere right. where they <laughs> are. You know, quit talking about the millennials are coming. They're not. They're here. It's your boss. Yeah, Get over it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> totally. Well, and it was actually interesting because with this most recent downturn, I had so many airline pilot friends coming to me and being like how do I make myself marketable to these corporate flight departments I'm trying I want to change gears I want to switch focus how do I convince them that I actually want to do this instead of just I'm jobless please hire me I will leave you for an airline and I'm like yo that's an uphill battle but if you're willing to do it you can definitely make it happen but yeah it's just it it was interesting I had so many messages from all my friends who went airlines who you know really (laughs) wanted advice and I was like I'm totally willing to help, you know, letters of recommendation, whatever, you know, our department wasn't hiring, but you know, I, I felt like I could be a helpful resource. So
1: yeah, that's awesome. My friend uh, flies, he's a 727 captain for air cargo in Michigan. And he's the training captain now never went to the airlines. And these other people would come in, get time in the Falcon 20 or the DC nine, and then they'd jump ship. And as soon mm-hmm. as the downturn came, they were calling the company again. The company said, Nope because no. you're just going to come and do the same thing again,
0: so. Right. Okay. Right. And, I, you know, it's funny, Julia. I, I, uh, I interviewed today a, a pilot um, for a corporate job somewhere else, not my day job, but somewhere else, and and uh, had a conversation with him. It, it's same kind of thing. You know, he um, has been with one airline many, many, many years, done a great job. He's um, aging out of that airline, and he's looking for a corporate gig, and you know some of the questions right so where do i get my trip packet from i'm like uh, for flight i don't know i mean type it in there that's the same way I get you make it, it yourself <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then he's like so what about catering i'm like yeah um panera's on the way i don't well, i mean <laughs> you better, like, yeah
3: you better right, look right. at your trip sheet figure out where yeah. you need to get food from call the well, it's a,
0: right it's a mindset thing it's not even how do you make yourself marketable is that even yeah, it's like saying, well, I'm a doctor, but I don't want a psychiatrist that's a doctor doing brain surgery on me. right? I mean, they're, they're not all the same. And I think that some of that's getting lost, you know, and we talk about yeah. workforce shortages and surpluses of pilots and whether that's true or not. I, I, th- I think that a lot of it is the, the data is scrambled up and not even looked at correctly because it's not yeah. apples and apples.
3: Right, totally. It's not. Yeah, that's so true. And you know, it's interesting, because it is such a different mindset. And I, I don't know that I would make that good of an airline pilot, I would figure it out. But yeah. I like a lot of the things that makes corporate aviation. specific. For sure. And I love, you know, a lot, I like having my hands in the trip planning, I know everything that's going on. I know the weather, I know you know i know that there's yeah a line of thunderstorms because i'm the one who did the flight planning you know i'm not being delivered this information from someone else i know there's an open slot cuz i wrote it up last time you know like right. that kind of a thing i love having that level of involvement and having the whole big picture um and yeah just feeling like i have a real uh, say in things i can affect change and like i am the uh, i don't know air, at an airline like yeah you're pic technically but i feel like i am actually doing the whole sure. thing uh-huh. and i feel really connected to it which i really like okay. i didn't really yeah. thought about
2: that about the pic at an airline but you know in a corporate environment something that's a little bit different
0: it's, yeah, a, whole so different, the it's a whole different thing. The airline is the one that gets in trouble for what doesn't go right right <laughs> right yeah they occupy
3: they yeah. occupy the left seat and you know they get handed a stack of information right. and they sign it off but they are kind of spoon fed it and they still do have a very challenging job and they have to make decisions about things sure. but it's not exactly you know it's not the same it's a totally different mindset in terms of yeah someone else does the work like you're more like managing information instead of actually going to get it right.
0: um, for yourself no, right. mm, okay. so, yeah it's
3: just a different it's a different job and a lot of people like being an airline pilot they like
0: that's right know, not but We need them.
3: They, totally yep.
0: i need them at delta tomorrow to get me to detroit and totally. then on to other places so yeah, and a lot of
3: people that i love are airline pilots and so i will yeah. not disparage them but i just think you have to figure out Same. especially if you're like looking for an aviation career or a career change what do you really want out of your career to feel fulfilled like how do you right. really think is like what type of find do you really think is going to be most uh, most fulfilling and, yeah, give you the most satisfaction at the end of the day and the type of lifestyle that you actually want to live. Hmm. So.
1: Yeah. Crop duster.
0: Yeah.
1: Crop duster. Nice. That used to be my goal, yeah, I when mean, I was younger, it, man. I was like, that's the coolest job ever.
0: It is a pretty cool <laughs> job. other than the That's hard
1: work. Part, right?
3: yeah. Yeah. The chemicals and, yeah,
1: the chemicals, the long days in the sun, and uh, yeah. there aren't yeah. a lot of old, old crop dusters around anymore there was like. a
0: no. where i grew up the guy who did the crop dusting in the little farm town i grew up in used a helicopter and oh, yeah. it <laughs> was the coolest thing right <laughs> L- old yeah. mash style bell helicopter with tanks <laughs> on it and big I booms i mean it was so cool i mean you yeah. know he kept all the air tractors out of the way so. kept air tractors
2: out of the way <laughs> cool, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's cool. <laughs>
2: I lost my train of thought oh, <laughs> you, you, well you, you got me off on the i'm, I'm picturing a, a, a helicopter doing the crop dusting and
1: it's
0: cool it, man it, it took you me off to in a whole other out.
2: direction YouTube i know it. i'm gonna have to i'm a youtube it that's exactly yeah, right yeah. well i mean you, i think that we
1: we can like nerd out on her plane a little bit because that's what well, i mean yeah.
2: eddie's just been waiting where is it let's talk about yeah, the plane I please, please. Yeah. let's talk about the, yeah. plane. the plane i don't uh wow.
1: what uh what what engine is in that
3: all right, so yeah, she's a 1975 de She's got a Lycoming uh, IO 320 wow, with a nice. constant, constant speed prop. And uh, it's got the wood spar, uh, but I've had it inspected to death. And so, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but Dale uh, Gauger from American Champion is the guy who inspected it. And he is like, he was their FAA uh, designated maintenance inspection representative. He was production test pilot. He's like the guy and he did my pre-buy for this airplane. So I felt like, yeah, it it went really well. And yeah, I I felt very supported. And that's another thing with community outreach. I posted in the Decathlon owner's Facebook page that I was looking to buy an airplane and Dale runs that page. And then Greg Koos, who's an airfield pilot who like only flies with he reached out and said, oh, I, I would love to help you in the process. So I have had some of the absolute best people just because I reached out on social media. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's
0: awesome.
3: beat that point home, but it was a really cool experience to feel so supported by literally the best professionals in the industry. And people on the page were like, I didn't know Dale did pre-buy. He's like the guy, <laughs> and
2: I'm
0: he like, does yeah. Mind.
3: Yeah, right. it did yours that's right it was awesome yeah so you know just and how cool and generous people are like yeah and now it's like i needed a little part for the airplane deals like flying up to american champion and i'll like, get it all set up for you and so yeah just like that that uh level of community is really
1: cool too yeah that's awesome yeah. very cool are you gonna be at Ashcash with it
3: probably so i'm I'm still a little bit torn about whether or not to actually fly it up i'm in chicago the drive is very easy yeah (laughs) no so he's
2: he's like no
3: no Yeah. you guys it's a fabric and wood airplane and it always storms at oshkosh and that stresses me out and also you know they're about if you're playing call stay at show center and people put their grubby little hands on them
0: <laughs> okay. yeah, that's
1: now, true. We to, now, now
2: we get to now yeah, we get to the real
1: reason little Don't grubby little eight-year-old trust. hands are sitting there yeah. on the yeah. little yeah
3: eight.
1: <laughs> like I 80 was, year old hands
3: <laughs> Those are the yeah, all, of them, all of them i yeah. would feel like i had to babysit it all week and i track yeah. is like my absolute favorite event of the year it is my you know disneyland and so yeah. i i can't be chained to one spot on the grounds for the whole week so it's still up in the air uh it's not this year i'm sure i mean and maybe sometime but and the, it is the 50th anniversary of the decathlon so i think american champion is going to do some cool stuff i might arrange to where i only fly it up for like a day or two and then fly it back home and then just drive back up the rest of the week
0: there you we'll go. see
3: so yeah maybe like some version of that um, okay. but yeah
0: yeah, that's that's really, awesome.
3: very cool. Can't wait to see it all on your
2: YouTube channel. I'll watch. And, uh, and, uh, you got to follow all of Julia's stuff on there. It's good stuff.
0: Yeah. Totally. Yeah, and that'll we'll put all that in the show notes along with the Instagram and everything else because there's a lot of lot of good stuff on there. And and you know I'm with you though the the eight and eighty crowd that's the one that's going to get their grubby mitts all <laughs> over it right. <laughs> yeah. And
1: and, and, they're, and they're 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 their coffee I love.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I am all about sharing aviation with people, but like I need to be there, like in a controlled environment, such that you know they're not like hurting my prop You know, like I, I have know, a whole. Ste- I, just a whole uh,
0: I just had a whole moment where I was picturing the Step Brothers movie. Right, don't touch my drums, bro. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep.
3: Yes, it's basically that. but Yeah, I really I want to use this plane. To like, yeah, share aviation with people. I know I have a unique opportunity because, yes, I'm a young woman in aviation. I love sharing my story, showing people like they can do it. But also, I'm a young woman in aviation who owns a really unique looking airplane. Mm -hmm. And so, I feel like I have an opportunity to kind of share that with young people um, that kind of is a little more flashy than, you know, your standard white 172 that, you know, they might go to a fly in and be like, oh, well, that's cool. But like, this is a flashy, looking air show looking airplane and so i feel like i definitely do want to you know take it out and you know show it around and maybe do some young eagle flights and things like that oh, um, that'd be
1: awesome.
0: wow that's, that's awesome.
2: your young yeah. eagle flight you get to go fly with julia in her decathlon
0: right. i don't think that was an option
2: tall. when i had when i saw looking at young eagle flights oh
1: dude i went with a guy in a champ that was oh that was cool. really little and he was had a half of a cigar in his mouth that's amazing
3: i'm like this guy's
1: i gotta get a champ because obviously that's that's what they do he's got the window open with his arm out flying around
0: yeah (laughs) that's that's amazing yeah
1: that was that was pretty cool but yeah it's yeah uh, they're doing a thing this year with that they invited uh my family to bring well i gotta fly my plane over there because they wanted one on display in the show center thing and i get to do a presentation about like the history of it and all this other stuff. Cool. So my grandpa and I are going to do that. Um, on oh, that's awesome, Andy. Yeah, it will be pretty cool. Cause was, they wanted one built in Tecumseh, um, yeah. you know, an original, not an aero commander. So right. cool. I'm going to take it over and volunteer it. And then last year they did it with the Myers 145, which my grandpa's brother owns. And they had tracked back to like the first Oshkosh and they wanted to get all the planes that were originally there. And uh, my great grandpa was there. And they actually had a picture of this plane that my great uncle owns now. That was oh, at, that's at so first cool. Oshkosh.
0: That's awesome. That's so cool.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, you're gonna have to let to us know that. when you're doing your so, uh, talking. Yeah, it'll be pretty what fun. What day that is? You're gonna have to let us know because we're gonna come.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm I think it'll be. Uh, I can play the weather a little bit.
3: <laughs> you're going yeah. to. You're going to be talking at Oshkosh too, Julia. I am, yeah, I'm giving a talk at the Pilot Proficiency Center on Friday afternoon, if you guys are around about, nice. been, the name of my talk is From Tailwheel to Turbine, and it's about pilot proficiency through different types of flying, so there you go. No,
0: that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome.
3: Tailwheel uh, to turbine. I love dude,
0: that. You should have to
1: fly a tailwheel before you move up anywhere. That should be like the requirement for everybody.
3: Oh my gosh, it is so crazy how much I feel like I learned from getting my tailwheel endorsement. I got mine in like 2017. And I just feel like it made me such a better pilot in everything that I do. I mean, I went and did some seaplane flying and I feel like I was just so much more proficient with like rudder use and things, even oh, though yeah. it's not a tailwheel. Um, sure. I just, you just have such a better sense of the airplane. So yeah, I'm a big fan of the tailwheel.
1: It, I, I never flew a nose wheel until I started taking lessons in a 172 mm. and which was high to go the other way, you know, so it was yeah. a lot easier to get used to, but it was, it was interesting just having my feet on the floor. And I yeah, could just, I could just fly around, you know. It was, it was. Oh, good. it
3: makes you a lazy pilot, though, for sure. <laughs> it does the lazy route.
1: I, I can't believe there's any lazy pilots out there.
3: Oh <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh
0: oh, now um, we're
1: getting. Oh, Julia's to it.
2: like, oh my goodness lazy pilots there we go lazy
3: that's,
2: they're all lazy they're all lazy <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what nathan was gonna say but he's trying to be nice for a second no oh, I'm, no no, I'm, no no i'm
0: being good yep
2: I'm, andy's <laughs> getting photo bombed right now julia's just gotten the first look of oh
1: yeah.
3: my gosh
2: that doggy <laughs> yes there
1: she is, is yeah. it she's, yep yeah, how much baby. does she weigh now andy uh she's 70 pounds
2: yeah <laughs> that's that's yeah.
0: not small puppy <laughs> no yeah. she's not she's great that's awesome that's awesome so julia tell us a little bit about so we you told us all about what you're you're doing and, you know on the flying side you told us about your aerobatics um you know and your work with YoPro. so what you know we always like to plug um like we we're talking about before we started tonight um you know whatever uh, nonprofit sort of charitable things, and I, I know that one of them is going to be Women in Aviation, right, which you have been yep. a super big advocate of, but, um, and we'll definitely post that also in the show notes for you, but um, what else is kind of, are you passionate about that you want the listeners to look into?
3: Yeah, absolutely, so yeah, Women in Aviation is very near and dear to my heart. I got a scholarship with Women in Aviation when I was in my flight training, and so they give out Millions of dollars in scholarships and mm. I, I think we all know how expensive getting into aviation can be on whatever side um, and one yeah, of the cool boy. things about yeah the women in aviation scholarships is they have maintenance scholarships, they have dispatch scholarships, they have mm. um, flight attendant scholarships and so it's not just pilot oriented and I really like that as an organization it feels like they really kind of unite the aviation community uh, together. So yeah, I'm big, big proponent of that. Um, I also, as I mentioned, Young Eagles, EAA is, is near to my heart. It's, you know, awesome. at Oshkosh was where I wanted to, It was where I kind of discovered my passion for aviation and all of that. And so I feel like they do a lot of great work in really actually trying to get, you know, young people interested in aviation and in whatever, you know, means that they want to. And, you know, teaching like young kids how to build airplanes. I just think their mission is super awesome. Um, And then one of my uh, cohort courts uh, in uh, NBA YoPro is uh, she works with the Corporate Angel Network, um, Mm. CAN, Mm -hmm. which they do amazing work, um, kind of utilizing empty legs of corporate flights to help cancer patients get to treatment and things like that. And so we've done some fundraisers in uh, coordination with that. And that's just such a great organization. They're small but mighty and they do some really great work.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome! All all great organizations, and and yeah, I you know I um, have a couple of really good friends. Some of you may know Michelle Wade, um, who's very passionate. She's an attorney in Kansas City. She's very aviation attorney, very passionate about women in aviation, and she often talks to me about the scholarship opportunities and the the big variety. And then of course our friend Laura Scanlon from EJM also always is talking about those things as well. And I just think Uh you know a lot of times that we experienced this with the maintenance committee too. It's, it's in the last um, pre-COVID, right. But the year before uh, we, I, we kind of go through the thing that WAI has been through. We need some applicants, kids. There's good money out here and some great yeah. opportunities. And um, gosh, I mean, y'all need to totally. get on these things and sign up. Right. And if you don't know how to do it, Anybody that's on this show right now will help you. I'm sorry, Julia, Absolutely, you no, hundred percent. Julie will Anybody that's on here right now will help you. Yep. It's yeah, it, we'll put her cell phone number in the show notes
1: so you can. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
0: okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Really Ooh, sure. nice yeah. yeah. How about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, oh. seriously, everybody yeah. here will help you. Right. Hundred percent. So reach out. For yep. sure. I, oh. Go ahead
3: one more i just wanted to plug one more okay. the they just because i felt like i needed to loop in aerobatics if you will oh yeah oh, right. absolutely um, uh, um the international council of air shows the icast foundation they give out scholarships and that's how i did my first aerobatic flying is i won an icast foundation scholarship
0: and they are stuff.
3: not very well known and i feel like a lot of them go unapplied for but they are literally people giving out money for you to go learn how to fly aerobatics oh my and gosh
1: that's pretty i
3: know cool. and i know uh greg Kuhn gives out a scholarship for uh an instructor who wants to learn how to teach aerobatics and so i might try wow. to go get i mean i want to go just take his course but yeah. anyway it's all it's all very cool um but yeah ICAST, so what was that funding, i can't the international council of air shows i the ICAF mm. foundation um right. so yeah i got connected um that through Patty Wagstaff and just, you know, she was, uh, is a member, of all of the airshow pilots that you know of are members of the ICA- of ICAST and the ICAST Foundation is their kind of their charity um, network yeah. that works towards kind of bringing younger people, bringing in the next generation of airshow pilots and people who fly aerobatics um, so that, you know, it doesn't die because it's super niche um, and it seems kind of difficult and unattainable. And so bringing people into the fold is important and uh sometimes difficult work but you know those scholarships help a lot so right
1: that's, that's awesome cool.
3: that's
2: a really neat scholarship Andy's sitting there can i apply
1: hmm. yeah, can i change my career can i change my career hmm. <laughs> run away Lindsay. to the circus become an air
3: show pilot
2: <laughs> he already yeah. kind of has his own circus going there julia yeah. you know
0: yeah
2: yeah, yeah he's his, he's got his own little circus his own little monkeys over there um
0: that's you never, no nice way to talk about perry
2: huh? well perry's the ringmaster she, perry she keeps the monkeys in line Yep. you need that yes 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 perry Don't does a all. good job Don't perry does all. a good job with that but um so you're finishing up your recurrent right now julia down yeah. in san diego what a bad place to have to go to your recurrent training oh, yeah. right now no that's just i bizarre. know
3: bummer
0: <laughs> yeah
2: bummer a few days down there but um I'd like to just kind of like, as we're getting ready to kind of wrap up and stuff, it's just just kind of words of wisdom, I guess, because you, you know, I think there's one of the things you're looking at, you, you've focused on mentoring and whether it's um, one of the things we talk about is sometimes you're a mentor and you don't even know it. And that's one of the things mm -hmm. like through your social media channels, different things like that, that you're able to do things. So, I mean, if you're talking to people, whether it's somebody who wants to be a mentor, or who's looking for a mentor, what's kind of that advice you would give them?
3: Yeah, in terms of mentorship, I feel like if you're a person who's made it to a point in your career where you can look back and, you know, see like, oh, I've actually, you know, done some things to get where I am. Sometimes, you know, I struggle with like, am I far enough along to give advice? But then I, I zoom out and definitely recognize that I, I do have some wisdom to give. And I think a lot of times we might discount ourselves as uh, especially young professionals thinking that, oh, well, I'm not far enough along in my career to give advice to someone else. But, you know, you never know, you know, the lives that you can touch and the people that you can help with the bits of wisdom that you have and the mm-hmm. steps that you've taken. And especially if you if your career moves were more recent, that advice is all the more applicable because you've done it more recently than maybe somebody who's, you know, been in the industry for 40 years. And while their advice is amazing and wonderful they haven't been through the process of applying for a job as recently. And so I feel Definitely. like that's so valuable. And as a person looking for a mentor, I feel like, you know don't, don't be afraid to ask and don't be offended if someone doesn't have the time. So I think you right. need to have a really, a really open mind about it. Um, but, but know that most people in this industry want to help other people. It's, it's an industry full of people who it's a really tight knit community. And for the most part, you know, you'll find people who are so willing to go above and beyond to do whatever they can. I mean, I get people reaching out to me all the time and I'll help someone edit a resume or, you know, whatever, give, just give some tips and tricks for applying for different scholarships, you know, just whatever. <laughs> and I think that that's the norm more so than people who, mm-hmm. you know, don't have time or um, energy to commit to it. So don't be afraid to ask.
1: I yeah, certainly I agree exactly with that, that right?
2: cool certainly agree with that I think that's exactly definitely right. been our and very,
0: good experience. very good advice yeah i you know i think somebody told me years ago um julia you should you should hang out with people you know um of of all ages if you really want to mm-hmm. um, be ready to um, go to the next level because there's value and experience and wisdom either from been there done that or don't do that probably more importantly. Mm -hmm. And then there's also, I think to your point, just the recency, right. And, and a fresh Mm -hmm. look, right. Fresh ideas. And, and I think, um, I think that's so important to that, you know, to balance that, that out and you're right. You don't, it doesn't matter where you sit. You talked about this while ago, um, you know, about your work you did at the leadership conference, you know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what seat you're in. Um, yeah. You can lead from anywhere. You really can. That's the absolute truth. I mean, there was a, a yeah. time in my career um, where I was the youngest guy and entry into service at Gulfstream. And, you know, I, like the, if you if you weren't from Savannah and you weren't, you know, 40 plus, nobody really had time for you until it all of a sudden it made a difference. Right. And, and but mm-hmm. it, was, it was tough and it hadn't really yeah. gotten easier. I mean, I think we're better about eating our young in this industry, but we could still do a better job about not doing that right um and absolutely and listening so
3: yeah anyway thanks I for also, what you're doing
0: because you're making a sure
3: thing for oh sure. thank you and I also feel like there's so much value to be gained in just friendships because yeah, the people right. at your peer level and also yeah older I mean I've I would consider myself friends with all of my you know aviation contacts and all of my friends range in age from you know 17 to 70 and I think that you know just bridging those gaps and those those people can be mentors too in a more casual way um right. those friendships those relationships are so valuable you can learn a lot just from trade and war stories with people
0: so yep yep absolutely right yeah. for sure
1: <clears throat> and that's why we right. hang out with Nathan and listen to the stories of the <laughs> 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 Thanks, Andy. back uh, in the, uh, the uh, back in the Gulf Stream 1 days Galaxy days,
0: yeah. The galaxy hanger. Sure. Yeah, that was yeah. a long, long time ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, long, but it's all relevant.
0: Days. Well, Julia, we yeah. really
2: appreciate your time and your perspective. And honestly, I think yeah. we, we might have to do a follow up on this because now I want to know more about from the tailwheels to turbans.
0: Oh, me that too. But sure. can't I think spoil we need. It.
2: No, we can't spoil it, but I think maybe at, we need to find something, have her come back in and let's just, let's talk more about that. Cause I was like, okay, that's, that would be interesting to kind of talk about the differences and Absolutely. you know, how that works, especially from a proficiency standpoint. So, oh, if you
3: want to get into the weeds, I can get into the weeds on that. Oh, we can yeah. listen.
2: I can listen. I can listen. Yeah. I'll listen okay. to the weeds. That's what I like to do. But, um, Perfect. but yeah, we'll have Andy to have you back excited. on Julia. Yeah. and any you're going to have to start working on your tailwheel endorse. No, you don't. Never mind my saying. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm bad.
1: I still got the 1947 Cessna, man. It's, that's uh, right. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's the uh, that's like the hybrid compared to the other planes. So <laughs> the hybrid. Like the hybrid. You can fly around and not go bankrupt. <laughs>
3: mm. That's fair. That's, a, that's an important consideration. Yeah,
1: for that, sure. Yeah, kind of a big deal. Kind of, kind a, big of a big deal. deal. Now, maybe we can all go to Oshkosh. You guys should come and then we could do the podcast. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Yeah,
2: I can't come to Ash this year. I don't think I can I'll get there this year. I know Julia will definitely be there.
0: Why, why can't I'll you? Be there. I don't for know. Sure? I just
2: because I got I got kids stuff this year. This is my like busy summer stuff. Oh, dear
0: the Lord. Oh whatever. are
2: anyway. yeah, I yeah, know. Mine
0: mine bailed on me. So whatever. Yours bailed <laughs> on you. I'm, I'm like yeah. I'm
2: in the in-between stage right now, you yeah, know. I I'm in that in-between one. And I know.
0: for sure. I but know. anyway, um, Yeah, so we could still do it from Oshkosh Andy and Pipely in remotely, but yeah, that's that's cool. We should do that'd be
3: fun. That
0: would be fun.
1: Yeah, maybe do a walk. We can hit people that come too close to the I was
2: about to say you can go protect protect the decathlon.
1: No, you just you just get the canopy cover for it and then nobody wants to come up to it because they can't like look into the glass to see what's in there. And so they just walk yeah. by, you
3: know. No, this paint on it is too cool. It just it looks too alluring. It's yellow and blue. It's like the oh, flashiest awesome. of the flash. Yeah, it's really fun. You
1: have the I smoke, mean, smoke system. I love it. I call
3: it the banana boat. Nice. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't have smoke. That that is expensive. But um, if it ever did air shows, maybe. But that's
0: it's also on the another wishlist. conversation. I can tell it's on <laughs> the, <laughs> the <laughs> wish list. Yeah. That so That'd cool. be awesome awesome well julia thank you very much for joining us tonight and you know guys all the stuff that we talked about with julia from instagram to linkedin to youtube to wai to um let me get this right icast foundation to can yeah all those things will be in the show notes so i would really encourage you guys to go along click on those connect with uh, julia on social you'll find some great content um Share it, you know. Look, our jobs as aviators are to all inspire the next generation. So, Julia, you're you're kind of doing your thing, and um, it's our job to go and share all the good work that you're doing. And I think that's how we can help you grow um, what you've been working on. We so appreciate it. Thank um, you so Andy, much. Oh, you're you're so welcome, Andy. You or Lee got any parting comments before we let Julia go for tonight?
1: No, I really enjoyed it, and I uh, I should probably try to link up and try to get active in some of this stuff as well instead of being a bump he on the said. log
2: <laughs> <said>. <laughs> i want to see you had to apply for that scholarship once he is an aerobatic That's pilot right. there Right on. uh
0: yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: right. Uh, <laughs> we'll see <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well julia again thank you so much lee thank you um for uh bringing julia and oh, absolutely uh, along and and this was a very very uh, fun time we look forward to having you back julia thank you
3: thank you so much for having me this is a blast
0: right. thanks guys